Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here today with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. Lazy DM Prep is a weekly show. I say it so fast, I can't even describe it. Lazy DM Prep is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Twitch in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running uh, Eberron, an Eberron homebrew campaign called The Second Morning. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to become a patron, you can do so by going to, Flour- to, to patreon.com slash slyflourish and becoming a patron. Uh, patrons get pa- patrons. Patrons get exclusive access to a number of different material, including an exclusive adventure called Regnum Rattus, the Rats in the Cellar. Uh, access to adventure generators, which are like one-page scenario-driven sets of random tables to help you generate ideas for your adventures. And Sly Flourish's Uncovered Secrets, which are one-page guidelines to help make D&D easier. So you can get all of that by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. Uh, so we are going to talk about our game. I'm, I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to my, uh, Eberron game. So in the, and I have two groups that I'm running through it. And sometimes it's hard for me to keep one group, uh, separate from the other. And for a while they had a big difference, which was one blew up the giant Eberron shard. One did not. One was flying by airship. One was going underneath Kyber. So there was a nice, uh, split between them. Uh, so, but now they're both ending up at the same place. And, and one trick is if you're running a campaign, Hey, my mom is here. Hi mom. Um, that if you are running a campaign for multiple groups, it really helps if it's the same campaign and and has the campaigns will run differently, but it's really cool when you have enough material to support both that, that you can capitalize on. So the example is when I ran ghost of salt marsh, they were very different groups, but, uh, it, really, um, it really helped to be running the same adventures. And even though they went very different directions, I still knew the general big beats. So it all, so it all worked out. Uh, so the same is true. Even in my homebrew adventure, I know the big places that people are going. And I even now have a, have a list, uh, and we'll, we'll pull that list up. So let's jump to notion. I didn't even load it yet. So we're going to go to quick links. Go to my Eberron Notion notebook. Uh, so uh, I use Notion for my uh, for my for my campaign building. Let's get rid of that little window there. And uh, Notion is a uh, very much like OneNote, like Microsoft OneNote is a uh, really nice application. Uh, there are two little bits of Notion things I want to talk about. Uh, let's see in the Twitch chat. Yay! Thank you, Evil John, for triggering the Notion bot. Notion bot. So. Um, there's a couple of interesting things about Notion that are probably worth talking about that change. One was last week we saw what happens when Notion goes down and it was going down in the middle of the show and suddenly I couldn't get to any of the notes that I'd written up and I was like clicking on things and nothing was coming back and it freaked me out and it came back a few minutes later. But it does show my one problem with Notion, which is it has no offline mode. However, uh, after that show, I used the export to, like when I was done, I, I exported my notes. And if you export to HTML and you export all of the subpages, it gives you a really nice local HTML version of all of your notes. And uh, so I think like when I'm done with my notes for a session, I'm going to automatically download a copy. Um, 
And that way I will have a local copy. Should anything go wrong, I can pull it up and I can stick that on another shared drive. So I have access to it. This is the first time it's ever gone down, but it's enough that it's like having a local version is better. Now, the problem is it's not doing like a local sync. So you do have to know to uh, go and download the update um, or not download a copy of your thing. And it takes a little while too. It doesn't happen instantaneously because it's packaging up all the pages, but I did it for this and it, it worked well. I could click on all the links and I could navigate through all the people and it worked really well. So that was one thing, but there's a new feature. I, well, let's let's get started and I'll show you the cool new feature that I'm excited about. So uh, in our notebook, we go over here and we duplicate the session planning template and we drag that to the top and we go in here and we open it up and we say it's 20. 20 September, 2020, Sunday D&D uh, is our notes. And uh, so the first thing we're gonna do is review the characters. So we go back here, go to our characters. So we have six characters in this campaign. We have Saber, who is a bounty hunter. Um, uh, he is a uh, bounty hunter, shifter, monk, uh, way of the four winds. Uh, very interested anytime anybody mentions the word monk or uh, uh, shifter. Uh, very interested in what's going on. Uh, so he's Kind of interested in monk stuff, but they're about to meet some monks, but peaceful pacifist monks, not um, uh, not monks from uh, his monastery. But I, that is a hook that I need to hang on to, though, because I know he's interested in that. Uh, Zarentir Delander is a uh, uh, dragon-marked storm sorcerer of House Lerandir, and um, he crashed his father's airship uh is his big thing the the and, and now but he's part of the group trying to make sure that the weapon of the morning doesn't break uh shift is not going to be uh juliet the player is moving so she is not going to be in our game today uh she is a warforged shift is a uh the one of the first warforged has her brother in her head kind of riding shotgun in her brain named crash who was a former member of the um emerald claw shane husk notable author uh and writer about uh sort of you know, historical fiction about the last war. And uh, he also has a tie to the, not the Dalekur, uh, uh the other goblin tribes of the East, the goblin groups of the East. I forget who they are. Dargoon. I think he's tied to the Dargoon. Uh, Banner. Banner uh, is played by Joe. Uh, Banner is a uh, warforged paladin of the Becoming God. And that's going to be an important, we're going to have a lot of, ties in with uh, the Becoming God uh, in this one. And then we have Arwen Chi Sizu. Uh, Chi is a artificer and a member of House Civis and holds the key to uh, getting to, um, uh, holds the key to getting to the final location that we're gonna have in this, which is making in the, making in the glass plateau. Uh, the self-proclaimed Ernest Hemingway of the, of the last war. Exactly, he is self-proclaimed Ernest Hemingway because a lot of it's always fun because whenever he rolls like a persuasion check, uh, it's always how well people liked his books. So they'll say like, oh, I read your book. I didn't care for it. You know, <laughs> so like when he fails a check or or sometimes he'll go to a place. And my favorite is that scene from Romancing the Stone. It's it's the perfect example of like nailing a nailing a diplomacy check uh, or, a, or a persuasion check when you know you didn't and and you know they go to the, like them they're in the middle of where is it columbia right 
and they're they're like this town full of these rough looking gangster drug dealer types and they go to the door and the guy like points a pistol at his head and he's he's like okay you know let's you know try writing your try, try writing your way out of this one jane austen and she's like he's like you know jane austen the novelist you know and he opens up i've read your books you know and it's this it's it's such a wonderful scene and then he opens up and invites him to their home and this is the one i read the books to you on friday nights so <laughs> so that to me, uh, I pull that with Shane Husk all the time where like they'll be in the middle of a fight and someone's like, oh, wait, you're Shane Husk, the author? You know, like, I, re- I read your book, but I can't tell the boss because he doesn't like us reading it. So it's always fun to, t- to talk on the fact that he's an author. So those are the characters I need to drink. Dry. So uh, Jane Wilder. Joan Wilder, the author? Jane Austen. So um, those are the characters. So the strong start... Oh, this is tough, man. Sometimes strong starts are really tough. And I got to think about it. So they're in the the current story uh, is that they made their way into uh, Arl Dusk. I think it's Arl Dusk. Um, let's go to our locations. I think Arl Dusk. And I always get it. I always get it wrong. It's either A-R-U-L or A-U-R-L. Uh, Arl Dusk is the name of the city. So Arl Dusk is a city in Thrain, the nation of Thrain. So it's got a heavy tie to the, uh, the the Church of the Silver Flame and the Paladins of the Silver Flame. And they made their way up from uh, a keep. Uh, last So the last session, um, they made their way up from a keep uh, that defended uh, Thrain from the monsters of uh, mourning, of the Mornland. And so the, the last session had a great start um, because uh, the last one had the, uh, a great start because um, they fought a bunch of half warforged crocodiles, including giant crocodiles, and they had special powers and stuff. And I used, uh, by the way, here's a, here's a, here's a, a tip. Uh, there's a great tool called Albert uh, Rodeo at albert.rodeo. Um, and it is a really lightweight VTT, really lightweight um, virtual tabletop. And I'll just show you, like, you don't need a password. You don't need an account. Uh, it's remembering, um, you know, it's remembering what I had. It's super fast. And all it does, it doesn't really, like, have a snap to grid. And, and it has fog of war, but I didn't really use it. And it's just a really simple way to uh, throw tokens on a map. And, and I just, I made tokens very quickly using a token maker. And, you know, it's just, it's a really, really nice, simple VTT. Very easy to use. So uh, if you're looking for a lightweight VTT that's a little less uh, cumbersome than like, or, or heavy than Roll20 or um, Fantasy Grounds, uh, Albert Rodeo is, is one that I really, uh, one that I really dig. Time to refill, refill the coffee got my little thermos so um so they had a really good fight and i'll tell you but here's here's the tricky bit right i'm a i'm a theater of the mind guy i like running battles in theater of the mind i like using abstract maps and i knew i'm like oh if i if i use a tabletop like this they're gonna love it and they're gonna want it all the time and immediately the player's like oh they just wow like this is awesome and but i had a lot of them that are like this is so much easier to I already <laughs> one guy like within eight seconds of loading is like i already like this so much better than roll 20 
And I was like, well, I'm not competing with Roll20 because it doesn't have any 5th edition stuff built in. You still need to do all your dice rolling somewhere else and everything like that. But it's great for tokens on a map. And I think I think it does a really good job. But I don't plan on using it that often because, like, you know, I was like, oh, I'll use it for this one. Um, but I don't plan on using it that often. So the story was they fought a bunch of guys. They had a nice talk with the, um, I forget the house that uh, was protecting the, um, one of the noble houses is protecting it. So they got to meet them. Then they got into a cart and they came on into um, Arldusk and they met with a, uh, with Constantine. Um, the search is a little slow today. Uh, Constantine Deaconeth. Uh, who is a, um, uh, she is a house Kenneth, uh, and she's actually a, uh, uh, the King's Dark Lanterns. So she knows lots of stuff. Um, yeah, actually the other, uh, Albert Rodeo does have dice rolling. It has just pure dice rolling. Um, so you can roll dice in it, but it's not connected to any fifth edition kind of stuff. But yeah, Evil John says, Beyond 20, Discord with a lightweight VTT like Raging, like, like Owlbear. Uh, seems like a winner. Yeah, um, that, that, could, that could really work. I mean, the other thing we do is like, I've just started rolling dice on the table again. I've stopped. I know I was like a huge Avray guy and I still like Avray. It's really cool, but it's also kind of cumbersome. And I've seen a lot of players who will go through a lot of effort to get their equations right in the middle of the game instead of just rolling a freaking 20-sided die that's sitting on their table. So I really, you know, I'm hoping that there is a better direct connection between your beyond 20 character your roll 20 your dnd beyond character and avray um that doesn't require beyond 20 it's sort of a middle thing that's kind of pain in the ass so <clears throat> what else do we have yeah anyway so um they met with constantine she revealed herself to be a king a member of the king's dark lanterns uh she told them about what was going on and she and she basically offered them a choice that they could go into the Palace of the Crimson Dawn, which is a Orem stronghold, and meet with um, and meet with a guy, or they can make their way to the um, to the monastery. And um, they decided to head to the monastery, which I believe is Anguar, I think it's Anguar Keep. So we're gonna go back in here and put another location. Um, there are two keeps and I always get them mixed up too. Uh, Anguar keep. Let's check that. Uh, Anguar keep is where the Warforged monks are. Yeah. So this is another keep. This is the, the Northern keep, uh, near Arl Dusk. And there are secret tunnels. This is the thing I made up. There are secret tunnels that exist beneath Anguar keep that can take the characters to, um, to Esten. Um, and they're going to find that out. So the characters last week, I kind of put them on the spot and said, next week, are you planning to go to the Palace of the Crimson Dawn or are you going to head to Anguar Keep? And they said, doesn't sound like we need to go to uh, Crimson Dawn or to Anguar Keep or to, to Palace of the Crimson Dawn. So let's go to Anguar Keep. And I said, no problem. So even though I ran Palace of the Crimson Dawn for my other group, they had a lot of fun there, but they certainly don't need to go there. So the problem is like a strong start. So I, I think we're going to have downtime. Um, and, you know, so I, I, I probably do need to put some like options. Uh, character driven downtime options. And I found this to be really useful that. Um, 
you know, that there are different, um, So one of them is, uh, there's a place called the Ogre, which is a huge uh, war tank that was built during the last war that broke up on the shores right near Eston, or right near um, Arldusk. And now it's a bar for veteran Warforged uh, given to them by Thrain. So, you know, as part of a peace treaty, they said, yeah, you know, you guys can own this bar. So that could be an option for a couple of characters. Aren't downtime options another type of scene? The difference is these are recommendations to the players about things that they could do. Uh, one difference is it, it may only involve one or two characters instead of all of them. Um, so it's really, and, and they're going to be faster, right? They're, they're, it's going to be like, you go there, you make a check, you learn a thing, you leave. So they're a little, the way I see them is, um, you know, there's, there's the, you can do anything you want. Um, you know, you can do anything you want, but if you are short of ideas, you know, here's a couple things you can do. Um, so the hard one, so what can Saber do? Um, so, uh, what would he want to do? So he could try to hunt, uh, for, um, Ghost Hoof. Um, you know, he could try to hunt down, he's a bounty hunter. So hunting for Parnell ghost, ghost hoof might be something he can do. And he could try to grab him up and interrogate him. Um, that might be an option. Um, Shane Huss could do a book signing. Um, who else do we have? Chi. Um, so, uh, she could visit, um, uh, local artificers about the dodecahedron. That might be an option. I can't spell dodecahedron and I doubt it knows how to spell it. Hey, look, it does. Um, who does that leave? Oh, uh, uh, so it's possible that Zarentir, uh has a uh, distant family. And could visit them. Um, so those are some options. And then it's like, well, these are some options and there, there are many others. So, um, we don't need to have a lot of downtime here and they might just say, you know what, we're just going to go, right? We, we rested. We're not, we, we know that the next hook is, or, you know, we know where the next place to go is to, is to go to, um, um, you know, is to go to, uh, uh, Angwar Keep. So we're just going to go there. So hard part though is a strong start, right? Like, so the party ended. They they met with um, Constantine. Um, is there any groups? So one thing is like Constantine had been watching for them. Are there any other groups that had been watching for them? Um, 
And uh, so it's possible that, an, I mean, in, if they won't go to the Orem, maybe the Orem uh, comes to them, right? And they say, like, look, we've got spies too. Um, the Argent. What's what's the deal with the Argent? Let's, you know, that's an interesting idea. Let's look at that. Uh, uh, Church of the Silver Flame. Is it Argent? Who is that? We're on the rising last war. Um, I don't know. I don't know who the Argent is. Snarkite, you're going to have to help me out with a link. Um, are they magic items for the church? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I need another sort of angle on this but one thing would be like what if the what if a high-ranking Orem member um met with the characters and 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 told them like you know we know we we've learned something like it could just offer up some information and what would the Orem want in return they, they would want to maybe they say like you know all we want is that if if you find them We'll give you this info, but but Leto Skull has to die, right? Like he can't. We need to know that no one else knows his connection to the Orum. So that might be kind of neat. Uh, I really want to base a Orum Platinum Ringer on Burt Cooper from um, Mad Men. Um, I think that might be interesting. Uh, I need a name. Uh, let's get a name. Um, Belleth. Um, Francis. Uh, Francis Oglin. That'd be a good name. So here's the new trick, right? Which is you type plus, I think. And there is, you can create a new page um, right off the bat. And now I've got a Francis Oglin page and I can immediately, um, Yeah, you know, I can immediately, well, I didn't want to do that. I just want the picture. We'll take this guy. Copy image. The hard part is I don't know if I can get this page into the database. I don't know how that works. Um, if somebody knows how to, how to, take a page uh, and turn it into a database, that would be cool. Because um, I think it just stuck it at the top level now, right? Yeah. So if I move it into a uh, campaign database, uh, did that make it a record? I saw it there for a second. 
Then I see it there. Uh, let me go back. So if I go back and I go into here, I can go to the link. Uh, and I see it. Yeah, and there are tags. So I can make an NPC. So yeah, I, I dragged into the database and that worked. Um, uh, uh, that was kind of a fast way to make a sub page. Got, I got distracted. But yeah, that's the new thing. If you, if you type the plus key, you can create a page on the fly. Um, you know, inside the middle of a note. So if you're making an NPC, but you want an NPC card, it's a really quick way to make an NPC card. Uh, so, and now I can go up into the start and say Francis um, comes to the characters about um, Lido. And he's really just trying to make nice with the characters. Like he understands like they are they are people not to be messed with. And you know, he has it from his authority that you know, they broke contact. And by the way, we'll give you a little bit of information about um, uh, about Leto. Um, but in return, we want to know that you know, your beef is with him and not with us. We've let him go. We don't have the weapon. We don't care. So I think that that might be, um, that might work. Um, Loc uh, Locuzudis says, uh, just wanna stop by and say thanks for the eight steps. I'm glad you like them. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad it worked. So, uh, so that is the strong start. I think that'll be a fun thing to do, right? Like the, there's a gentleman downstairs and he looks worried and he comes down and there's like, you know, does Francis make take make their shoes? He probably doesn't have his shoes on. <laughs> he's obsessed with Sarlonic culture and these really inappropriate uh, paintings in his office. So, um, uh, yeah, so I think that'll be fun. So we'll start with uh, the Orem visit. We will go into downtime. Uh, then we'll go to travel to... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Angor Keep. I think I have that right. Uh, and then, it's, yeah, it's going to be kind of boring. Um, and I don't think I have the, the under tunnels. Um, new page in Eberron. Uh, what are the undertunnels? The undertunnels are, are a bunch of secret tunnels that exist beneath. Um, I should, I should click it and add this, right? So, uh, secret tunnel series of tunnels that lead into, uh, lead from Anguar. I wonder if my thing gets slower the more of these I make to uh, Esten. Oh, Angwar Keep to, um, yeah, Esten. That didn't work. Did. It seems to get slow, and I hope it doesn't get con considerably slower every time. Um, 
What do the undertones look like? Let's go to Dyson. I think I have my quick links uh, maps. Bang. Do, do, do. Let's look at maps. We're looking for underground natural tunnels. Uh, would be pretty great. Um, that's not, there's some, but they're pretty sparse. There's a great big dungeon. That's got spirals and stuff. Uh, I used that one already. That one's not bad, but look at that. Look at that monster, the winter tombs. I love that. I think he made a shower curtain out of that map. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, bloodied stones. <laughs> There's some sewer connectors. That's not terrible. Looking for something a little bit more open. Um, this is kind of interesting. If we did like a hexy, a hex crawl. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I kind of dig this, right? There's like a lot of cool things down here. A lot of like weird monuments and whatnot. Um, but it looks undergroundy. I think I can use this. I think this is cool. So we're going to copy that. I don't know if I can paste it directly and we'll find out. Sometimes it's too big. Yep, too big. Uh, actually, I have to save it. I don't know what it does, but if you try to copy it into the clipboard, um, it's always bigger than uh, that will allow. Uh, do, do, do. See, now it's only too big, too big. So we have them five, five and 11. Yeah, I think if you subscribe, you get more. I want to subscribe just because I want to support them because I love this tool so much and I don't mind paying money for it. But um, uh, but mostly their subscription is for like an enterprise mode with a big team and I don't, you know, it's just me. Um, so I have a map of the under tunnels. Um, and... Uh, I haven't filled it out yet, but so let's go back to our notes. Oh, and then I've got that problem where I think the under tunnels are. So if I grab that and I drag that to campaign database, um, it's it should now be in there, right? And I go down to here and I look under tunnels. It now is a database thing and I can say it is a location. That works pretty well, right? If I go here and hit locations, uh, will it be in there? Where does it stick it is one question. Like there's no order to it. Yeah, right at the end. So it did, so that works, that's really cool, right? I can create a page inside of a note. I can fill it out with what I want. 
And then I go and I just drag it into the database and, and then tag it. And then it's now in the database. So that, that, that works really well. Um, I do have a general notion, I, notion, notion. I have a notion thought about whether or not having a database is worthwhile. That couldn't I, you know, I, I think the only reason why it's useful is that you can have one record in two places. So I can go to my notes here and I can go to villains. And in my villains... I have um, like lack, but if I go to my items, I also have lack. And if I go to my um, uh, NPCs, I also have lack. So there, it seems like the only value for me to have this stuff in a database and not just have sub pages um, is that you can have one record in multiple views, right? You can tag it with multiple tags. And I guess that's valuable enough to, to keep it going. The disadvantage is like on, on export, it doesn't work quite as well. Um, but uh, it seems to work well enough with export. So I don't, I don't think, um, um, I don't think that it goes. Uh, Snarkner says, I wish Eborn, um, Exploring Eberron had something on Quarry Dream Orbs. Yeah. Boy, I, I do. I have the embassy. The, I think I showed this last time, right? I have all seven of them filled out, and I give a lot more information about the orbs. Uh, each one has a little story. I, I I told some of this. So, like, war is a dreaming dark orb held by an ancient gold dragon in Argonesson, and they've been battling for wills for, like, centuries. I love that idea. That's, like, the most dangerous, worst of the emissaries, right? These guys are called the emissaries of the dreaming dark, these orbs. Zin, uh, Sin is an emissary. Uh, that is um, third of the Argonessan orbs held by the elven archmage Sontar um, Kalasar, guest of the dragon's Argonessan for 1,400 years. The orb has been uh, has had a long-standing symbiotic relationship with the elf. I think that's really fun. Uh, Thrine, Case, War, Lack, Vroon, Sin. Uh, you know, those are all of the. Um, is there one missing? There's one missing. Vroon, Sin, Thrine. Uh, oh, because those are the ones. Uh, yeah, the uh, Chris is missing, so I'll just, you know, uh, one of the, and then this should be linked. Uh, Dreaming Dark. <laughs> emissaries of the Dreaming Dark. One of the Emissaries of the Dreaming Dark. So this is kind of a cool thing. I, I don't know if I, I think we talked about backlinking last time, but now uh, every page has backlinks to whatever page you're linking to it. So, you know, if I, if I go to the page for lack, uh, here I can see that like lack, I, I don't think, I guess I do mention it in here, but also up in this linked to this page are backlinks, including like notes from previous, uh, previous games that I've had really handy way to navigate. I gotta say, like, I'm really, you know, I'm still other than the offline mode. I am super, super impressed with notion. It does all the things that I wanted. The last thing that I was like, oh, it'd be really cool for the DAX was being able to build pages in line. And now you can. Like I was just showing how to do that. So that works really well. Uh, so we situated here. So we got our scenes down in the undertunnel. So I think a problem that I have with this game is it's a lot of like talking and, you know, hanging around and then there's travel. Is there, what could happen that would be interesting in their journey between um, uh, Arl Dusk and Anguar Keep? Not a lot of people know that they're there. Uh, I 
uh, undead serial killer. <laughs> I'll tell you, these guys would kick that dude's ass. Um, uh, Sephic is his name? Sephic? Sephic. Spoiler. So, um, but I think it might be interesting to have... Um, Yeah, so I did this for my other group, and it was fun. Um, but it, it may it may completely derail. I don't think I have any other battle in here, right? So it may derail it. But what if um, the let's see the uh, agents of uh, one of the orbs. Uh, since I was just talking about orbs, it'd be kind of cool. So let's go to uh, orbs, emissaries. So Vroon, which one? Which one is going to try to rescue? Um, no, that one's lost an old Sharn, so it's not that one. Um, Sin, that's held by the Archmage. Uh, Thrine might be it. Yeah, uh, so Thrine, um, uh, Thrine may try to rescue Lack by sending uh, Kalishdar agents uh, to recover it without realizing, like, the orbs don't talk to each other. They kind of know about each other, but they don't really, it's not really even clear. So I think, like, uh, agents of uh, Thrine uh, try to rescue Lack. Um, And those agents would be, let's go to da, 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 uh, Kalishtar. Uh, they're only CR a quarter. I thought there were other. What did I use? I had mages. But I thought there was other. Um, I thought there were other monsters that I used that were tougher, tougher Kalishtar guys. Let me go, you know, this is one of a few times I'm going to go back to my previous notes. So go down to old session notes, old adventures. And it would have been, uh, it was a Wednesday game. And it was, I think, a couple weeks ago. Let's go back here. Uh, no, that wasn't it. Uh, let's go back to 26th. Dreamstorm, yeah. So they got attacked by a dreamstorm. Um, inspired, that's who it was. Uh, they got attacked by the inspired. Um, so we're gonna grab these dudes, uh, and we're gonna go back here. So inspired are like agents of. Um, Um, they're agents of the quarry. And I think that like uh, some inspired agents come and um, 
they create sort of a dream storm and attack. And when they attack, they, 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 when they inspire and break apart, they turn into a quarry. So like one of these guys, right? And it's, and it's the proximity of lack that's enabling them to do so. They have their quarry meat puppets, but then the actual quarry pop out. And they have to face like a couple of these dudes. And that would be really nasty. Uh, there's one Halashk, I think, you know, who's really tough, right? They do lots of damage. These guys are really hard. Um, I screwed up this fight before. Uh, because uh, it was too hard and it nearly TPK'd the characters and then they all went away. Because I think the reality is they're, you know, Lack doesn't want to be rescued. Um, and they don't know it. They think Lack is, has been kidnapped and Lack hasn't been kidnapped. Lack is working an agenda. So I think that that could be a fun. Uh, so Thrine. Um, this is this, now we're going to the secrets and clues. Uh, Thrine thinks Lack uh, Thrine thinks Lack has been kidnapped but in reality Lack agenda is moving forward just fine uh, so that's a secret. Um, so what are the secrets? I guess important. So let's see. Do I have... Yeah, I got scenes. I got a nice battle I can throw in there if I feel like it'll be fun. Um, I have locations. Arldusk, Anguar Keep. And now we have the Under... The Under Tunnels. It's not a great name. Um, I've got some NPCs. I've got monsters. Uh, I think they're good on treasure. I don't know that. I gotta look and see if there's any treasure. Maybe one of the... Kalistar has something. Uh, but let's go, let's dig into the secrets and clues here for a minute. We've got about, it looks like about 18 minutes left in the show. Um, I think my timing is right, right? That's when I started recording. So, secrets and clues. Uh, Thrine thinks Lack has been kidnapped, but in reality, Lack's agenda is moving forward just fine. And Lack doesn't want to be rescued, but that might come out during that fight. Uh, so, what else? Um, the Aurum. Uh, kicked out Lido Skull. Uh, they, they kicked out Lido Skull and won him dead. Uh, the Aurum had interest in the Weapon of Mourning, but no longer. It's too hot. It's too hot. It nearly blew up an entire continent. Uh, what else does he know? What else was the the Orm guy? Ah, oh, uh, Lido had an agent seeking out a uh, way to reach uh, Metro. Is it Metro? Not Metro. Um, making. Lidoskal had an agent seeking out a way to reach ranking the glass plateau named Imperi. Named Imperi de Falarn. 
uh, Emperai. I probably don't need to link to her every time I say her name. That's kind of cool. I just like it. Uh, Emperai uh, believed she was working on behalf of the Aurum when, in fact, was only working for Lido. Um, so that is an important secret. Uh, Lido, what else did they learn? Um, uh, Lido no longer believes uh, Emperai. Uh, we'll find the path to uh, making, um, he'll have to find another way. Uh, Imperi uh, Imperi um, took an orb, not a, not one of the dragon orbs, but took a warforged uh, uh, a house Kenneth artifact. from the uh, Orem Vault in, um, in the palace. That she is a key to uh, finding the way to making Emperor took a House Kenneth artifact from the Aurum. Um, so those are a bunch of good, and that, that artifact is a, it's that crazy um, symbiote, symbiote, the, the Warforged symbiote, symbiote thing. We got two Warforged people, so they would certainly love that. And I think it'd be a fun, a fun thing to do. Uh, where's sources, uh, source books, Eberron. Da, da, da. Treasures. Mm, 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 mm. Docent. Put that down in treasure, but they're not getting it today. Uh, I like that you can highlight text and just control V and it hyperlinks to whatever you typed. That's very handy. So now we have what the monks might know. I want to leave a couple of secrets for the monks. Uh, so, uh, Imperi, they might know this because they've, they've looked for it. Had a Warforged uh, had a Warforged artifact called a Docent with her when she went through Angwar. Uh, the monks of Angwar um, the monks of Angwar uh, what are pacifists but there are many other warforged in Eston 
who are not and follow the way of the Lord of Blades. Um, so we get some Lord of Blades in there. Uh, Esten. I know I said, like, I don't need to link to it, and then I link to it all the time. I would do this a lot more if it was faster. Uh, so now I, I guess I have another complaint. Now that I know how to build a page by just typing the plus key, um, they search whatever routine it's looking up to to auto-correct is a little slow. Was I going to complain? I seem to like complaining about stuff. Uh, Estin is full of scavengers. And the discarded uh, uh, Warforged of the last war. Uh, it's a horrible and dangerous place. Um, there is a, oh, I'm going to add a secret. Um, cause I'm going to take it from a fantastic adventure, fantastic lair, uh, fantastic lair. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to secretly play test a fantastic lair in my adventure. Instead of being a frost giant, um, werewolf, we are going to have a warforged giant werewolf. And I should be able to test the adventure without any real concerns. Um, if I can find it. It's in my directory here somewhere. Where is it? I'm going to have to look it up. So there is a powerful warlord in Estin, Warforged Warlord, who rules over half bestial Warforged hunters. Um, that's probably going to be good. So those are my secrets. Um, I have uh, a bunch of secrets. So a bunch of stuff they can learn from the Orum guy. A bunch of stuff that they can learn from the monks uh, and some stuff that they will learn from uh, dealing with the agents of the orb. Uh, Scene-wise, how do I feel about the scenes? The scenes look good. Um, I have an orb visit. Down, uh, so, uh, some downtime options. Agents of Thrine try to rescue Lack. That's probably on the way. Uh, Dreamstorm. What's a dream storm? Dream storm looks like a normal storm, only it's psychic, and it causes a rift to open up between Dalcor, and only the emissaries really have the power to create these dream storms. Um, they don't really happen else elsewhere. And this one is a mistake. Um, that another one of the orbs is trying to rescue Lack, and the orb does not want to act, does not want to be rescued. He's like, I've got everything good going here. So that feels good. Um. I got plenty of secrets. I got some good locations. So 
Uh, now is the time when we ask, uh, how do I feel about this game? Do I feel, well, let's, well, I guess there's one more thing I can do, which is let's look at the characters and see how their magic items are doing. And do they have enough? Saber is good. I think he said he wants like a cloak or something. Um, he just wants cloaks. I can always throw a cloak of protection in there. Let's look. Oh, so I don't have a character sheet for him. So I don't know what he has. He does not have a magic weapon. Um, he doesn't have anything that's helping his AC. Uh, well, bracers. I think bracers of armor would help him. So maybe, yeah, we'll throw some braces of armor. He'll 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 dig that. So we'll do that. Da -da -da. Right. I think that's what they're called. Uh, bracers of defense. So that works. Um, let's take a look at the other characters, though, while we're here and see. How's everybody doing magic item-wise? Sunday characters. Uh, I have links to all of their... Oh, no! Uh, why did that not work? Oh, that sucks. I guess I got a busted link. Let us go to... Um, Collections, my campaigns, Sunday view campaign. Uh, and we click on Zarentir. What? I don't have access to complete that action. Did he change his character or something? Huh. How is that? Do I have everybody? So he, yeah, I wonder why. Huh, I don't, I can't see his character. I'll have to ask him about that. Why do I not have access to his character? Huh. Um, I'll look, look at the others. We've got Chi. Uh, take a look at equipment. Rope of climbing. Nothing else. Um, pretty decent AC. What kind of armor do they wear? Uh, splint armor. So heavier armor would not be so bad. I didn't realize that Chi could wear uh, armor. Uh, artificers can wear what kind of armor? What, what are they? Uh, what can they wear? I'm surprised that they don't buy bigger armor. Um, whoops. I'll look at the other one. So Chi could use stuff. Um, They get medium, but why is he wearing heavy? He must have taken a thing. I wonder if he's got a feet or uh, something that lets him wear heavy. Um, I think, so yeah, um, he is loaded with, he's got two, he's got Lightbringer and Nightbringer. He's got two different magic weapons. I think both of them blind. He would love some, he's got Mithril Chain. Mithril Chain Shield, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. He's plus two. Uh, I triple wrapped a 200 gold piece mithril chain around my arm and integrated into my structure, forming a shield. So he's got a shield that's built into his arm. Um, he'd love more armor, I'm sure. Uh, who doesn't want more armor? Shane Husk. Shane knows how to glitz up his page. Um, 
He's got lack. Uh, he has armor of necrotic resistance. Cloak of protection. He's got plenty. He's he's good. He's carrying a bunch of stuff. In fact, he's got three attuned items, so he's solid. And uh, shift. I don't remember. I think she is due for a... She has sending stone. She has no other. Dark shard amulet. What is that? Uh... common magic items so she needs something uh, and you know i mean an easy one there is the rod um a rod of the pack keeper so that'd be a good one a rod of the pack every no one no one doesn't love a rod of the pack keeper uh so we'll stick that in the notes too Um, I think a plus one is just fine. I don't think it needs to be a plus two. That's an uncommon one. And there we go. So I think we are all set. Uh, the other little thing I can do is dump the uh, people out of this list that aren't in this game. Oh, I forgot that, yeah, uh, Shift isn't gonna be here today. Um, I should not cut, I should just, no, I guess I can cut from this one because it's just today's. So I feel like I am all set. I've got my steps. I know where I'm going. I know where it's beginning. I think it's going to be fun. And uh, I am ready to go. So I think that is where we will call the show today. I want to thank everybody for coming to hang out today. Uh, always appreciate having folks on Twitch uh, to hang out and to uh, give me ideas and everything else. Always appreciate your help. And uh, for those of you watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show. And we will be back uh, next week to see how things have gone. So have a great day and get out there and play some D&D.